Welcome to City on a Hill's podcast. This week's podcast can be downloaded on iTunes or our media library at chccny.com. He says, wonderful, wonderful. He takes Tom and he dunks him in the water. And Tom comes up and he says, well, brother, did you find Jesus? And he says, uh, uh, no, sir. He says, okay. Dunks the guy again. Brings him up again and says, well, Tom, did you find Jesus? And he says, uh, no, Reverend, no, I haven't. So now he's a little annoyed, making him look bad in front of the crowd, right? So he takes Tom, puts him under the water, leaves him there a little bit longer, brings him up and says, well, brother, did you find Jesus? And there's the guy staggering, taking the water out of his eyes. He said, no, Reverend, but are you sure this is where he went in? Thank you. You can clap. Thank you very much. It's a great way to start. Such an amazing, um, amazing, serious note that we're, that we're sounding today. You know, I was inside just praying with those that are ready to go into the waters, and, and this is a few things that we said together. You know, it wasn't until the 13th century that uh, the church started to uh, baptize people with sprinkling. For generations, it was Jesus himself, as Pastor Joe said, who was water baptized as a a way of showing us a, a, a way, a path for us to follow. And then after, you read all through the early church and all the centuries, and you read that people that went to take the jersey, they went into the waters of baptism. The New Testament says that water baptism is a very big thing. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, and one of the things it's saying is that, that we, have, we have declared that, that, that there is a new king, and he, he may have died, but he rose again, and he is God's choice, and he is the king. You, they may not have seen... You can clap. Now, I don't know, but... But if I were Jesus, I often thought, now, if that were me, the first, after I got out of that tomb, you know where I would make a beeline to? Where would you go? I'd go right to Pontius Pilate. I'd go right up to him and say, ha, well, how do you think that worked? Isn't it funny? The Lord Jesus never did that. Where did he go? He went to the people who had faith in their hearts. He went to his real followers. You know why, saints? It wasn't the hour for this kingdom to be displayed in its glory in this life. Because at the day that we're living, the kingdom is in the hearts of men and women. But there is a day. Say it with me. There is a day. The Bible's clear. The meek shall inherit the earth. What do you think he was talking about? In other words, right now, he wants to know who his friends are in this hostile world. He wants to know who his friends are. But in the next world, Jesus is going to be king, and his kingdom is going to be set up in Jerusalem, Israel. Funny how all that warfare is going on at Jerusalem right now, isn't it? Well, I'll I'll, I'll prophesy to you. From now till Jesus comes back, you'll never see Jerusalem out of the news. Jerusalem will be headlines from now until the king comes back. Let me finish with this. You know... Uh, I was telling the, the, the folks in the other room, you know, when Joe and I were water baptized and came to Christ, 
we were young kids, young kids in our early 20s, mid-20s. We call you kids now in those days in our lives. And we were water baptized. We were water baptized in Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle, one of the most outstanding memories I have in my Christian life. And, you know, we read the scriptures and we certainly believed them, but they weren't in the news every day. Today, here I am sitting at the counter having my coffee this morning, and I pick up, you read the news to anybody this morning? This is the headline. Christians flee as ISIS advances. This is now hundreds of Christian families have fled a central Syrian town as Islamic state fighters advance toward it. Let me read you the very last few sentences. Talking about the people that live there, people are living in fear in the area. Many Christians around Sadat fear what happened to the other Christians in Islamic state-controlled territory could happen to them. This is the last sentence. Choosing between fleeing Converting to Islam or facing death. That's the last sentence. Those of you that are being water baptized today, that's the world you're being water baptized into. You're putting on a jersey. You know what? The writer to the book of Hebrews I was thinking about this morning, you know what he said to them? Now, these were Hebrew people. They, had, they were leaving Judaism to embrace Messiah. And they had much persecution. And if you read, if you read the book of Hebrews, it says that, Paul, the writer, we don't know who wrote the book, but whoever it was, some people think it was Paul, said to them, look, look, we know, we know that you've had your goods plundered. Just like these people today in Syria, they're losing their house and everything they have, they have to run away from it. I know you're, you have your goods plundered, and either you've been put in prison or your friends have put in prison, but I want to say to you, the writer of Hebrews says, don't give up your confession. And endure your endurance right now. Don't give up because you don't want to give up the heavenly treasure right now. You're gaining treasure. Don't be, don't be fooled. Today, the people that go in those waters are saying, I am leaving. Uh, this is exodus for me. This is my exodus moment. I am leaving this world and all of my attachment to it. I got to live in the world, but I can't any longer say, you don't own me anymore, world. Not your standards, Hollywood. Not your ideals. I'm not living for all the things that you tell me I should live, live for. Young people, will you hear me? Will you listen to some old people around here? Don't live for fame or money or people's approval. Don't live because we want to tell you some of us have had a chance to live a little longer than you. It's empty and it's hollow. And there's one thing that will last, and that is your faith in Jesus Christ. There's a kingdom coming. There's a kingdom coming. There's a song. I'd like you to put the lyrics up. I told Jenny the other day, I want this song at my funeral. So if you're there, I want you to think about what I say today when you're at my funeral. This is a song that God spoke into my heart and Joe and I in the 70s. And, and this song means all the world to me because it's about, and some of you know it, it's about following a star. It's about following a star, the man from La Mancha. Joe and I saw this play when we were in the city. And I don't know, I think it was in the 70s. or Yeah, it had to be 70s. And it's about following an impossible dream, fighting what seems like an unbeatable foe. And uh, sometimes it's really, it costs you, like it did the Hebrews. But it says, where are the people who'll run where the brave won't go? It says to right the unrightable wrong. That's to bring the kingdom, that's to bring the kingship of Christ back, right? 
to love. Isn't that the game? Isn't that what we're here for? That's the, listen, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a secret. That's what the term, that's what the last, the test is on. Your final exam is, did you love God and did you love others? That's the final exam, he tells us. So, so we know it's love, but I love the rest of it. To try when your arms are too weary. Remember the people that left Bethlehem, left the, the east to come to follow a star? So are we. To reach an unreachable star. And if you're going to follow this king, some days it does seem unreachable. Uh, to fight, this is my quest. That's what these people are saying as they go in the waters today. To follow that star. No matter how hopeless Syrians today, no matter how hopeless, I just speak that over to them right now this morning. No matter how far to be willing to give, next, next stanza, to be willing to give, up oh, to fight for the right without question or pause. To be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause. And this is my quest, to follow that star, no matter how hopeless, no matter how far. Amen? Amen. So now what we're going to do is, I'm going to give you housekeeping. What we're going to have is we're going to have... Um, Five folks at a time come up to the front, and uh, I wish we had time for them to, you know, just talk as much as give you their full testimony, but we don't. So we've asked them to keep it down to a couple of minutes. Can I have the first five people? We've got them coming up now, our first five folks, and you need to clap for them. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. We're so excited for you. We're excited for you. I'm going to get in the middle of you guys. Come here. Well, we got a family up here. We got a mom, dad, and jump right in here. And um, you know, part of part of water baptism is a public confession that I'm taking the jersey. And so, part of water baptism is telling people publicly that that is the stand that you're taking. So I can just tell you, as we've told them all, uh, God's with them. No need to be nervous. You're gonna be. You're, you're just gonna find God. So, so meet you. Well, Dad. Okay, Larry. You're, you're gonna let you go first. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Uh, well, I started off uh, being a Catholic. I was baptized, made my communion, confirmation, and everything. But it wasn't until I was in my mid twenties when I received Jesus, and uh, it was all at work. I ran into a friend of mine who was a born again Christian, and he literally turned my life around. Yes. Uh, it opened doors. Uh, my heart was blessed. Uh, it's hard to express the Holy Spirit, but uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Mm -hmm. I've been blessed in so many ways. I married my wife of 34 years. I've been given two beautiful children. You have? Uh, our spirit has been growing. God has led me to this church. Uh, we've been searching. We had gone to the Love Church when, in our earliest Back days. in the day. Right? Uh -huh. But... This is where we ended up. Yeah. And I praise God for it. Uh, we do too, Larry. We do um, too. We praise God for you. Uh, Amen. Yeah. It's, uh, this baptism is only me dedicating my new life That's right. to Jesus. That's right. That's exactly what it's doing. All right, Mama MJ. Follow your husband. Tell us why you're here today. Good morning. My name is MJ for short for Mary Jean. Um, first of all, that song so touches my heart because my dad and I used to sing it while my sister played piano so I know his spirit is with me here today um, 
I was a Catholic also, brought up. My dad took me to church every Sunday, and my mom was Jewish, is Jewish. She taught me catechisms. Um, And as a teenager, I stopped going to church. I didn't believe in anything. I just believed in God. There was a God until I met Larry. He wasn't God, right? You didn't meet him and think he was God, right? No, no, but he had the spirit. He was already working uh, with his friend Gene, and they invited us to their wedding, and they would get married in the love church. So that made me so curious to know, what is this love church all about? Yeah. And I went there, and then we started going to church together there. Yes. We have our two beautiful children. Yes, you do. And I'm just so blessed to be here because this is really a family of God. And um, it's such a blessing to be here with my children and my husband. And I can't wait to be baptized and be a new person. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank you, MJ. Come on up here, Amanda. Can I just throw in a sentence in here and tell you, you know, when I first came to the Lord, and people told me about, you know, you have to be born again. I was like, what? I was wrong with these people. Are they crazy? What does born again mean, right? How many? Come on. Fess up. Come on. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what I found out when I learned the Bible a little bit was that every Christian is born again. They may not know the words. They may not say it. But to be a Christian means, remember we said they're going, they're being baptized. They're leaving Egypt. They're leaving something and being baptized into something. They're leaving the world and being baptized and being born again into a new world, into Christ. So if anybody says, what is born again? Are you born again, church? We get that all the time. We're like, mm, we are, but you know, we just want to hate to put the red flag up because people don't understand what it means. Amanda, tell us why you're here today. Um, so obviously I was raised Catholic and I felt like I had that relationship with God, but I feel like it was only on something, like on my terms. I would pray when I needed something. Or, yeah. You know, if I wanted something or if I was in need. And um, the more that I grew. Oh. You really have to tell oh. oh. Constantly. You can't, you can't get away from him. He's yes. always going to be with you. He's going to forgive you of your sins. And that's what I'm walking with, with yes. forgiveness. Because that was a huge thing. And I could never forgive anybody. Yes. I always had a grudge, or I always just would forget that it happened. You're not Italian, are you? No. Oh, 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 oh I just secured. Oh, I just secured. I know. I'm sorry. If I had two, it would be a real show. <laughs> um, but so forgiveness is huge for me, and I'm going to be baptized and come up as a new, forgiving, patient woman. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm going back in. Thank you. Come on, Mary Ashley. Oh, we're drugged. We're drugged every week. We just. Um, I can tell you that this only started for me by the blood. When I have written every day since March in this book, so I've been preparing. Amazing things to help us speak, and I can't read and write and speak at the same time. So I highlighted. So from back to March, I have highlighted, and it started half this book is highlighted with every negative emotion that I felt. Battle, depression, anxiety, anger. Um, I was frustrated at everyone. I've gotten over bulimia um, at the age of 27. Um, and the night before I was changing my life, God spoke to me, and I didn't believe anybody when they said God speaks to you. He did at the 59th minute of the 12th hour. I was leaving to Texas. 
to start my life. I had my dream job lined up. I had a home. And he said, absolutely not. You're staying in Long Island and kept me in this church. Um, I went to Tennessee. I was saved there. I felt the Holy Spirit like I'd never felt before. And ever since then, if you knock, he answers those doors. And he has opened up so many beautiful doors for me now that if I could sit here for hours and tell you, I would. But I don't have that time. So I am now being obedient and patient. I am following the Lord. I'm moving to Nashville next week. Oh, boo. Everybody say boo. <laughs> She's moving. Boo. I am. And that's why I am getting baptized today to say goodbye to that depressed, anxious, mean little girl and coming in you again. Oh, amen. Awesome. My dear sister Jeanette, you know, I just want to clarify one thing. We're not getting uh, eternal life when we go in the waters. Um, Do I have to go through the waters of baptism to um, receive eternal life? No. The water, water baptism is your answer to the cross. God spoke to the world through the cross of his son, and the way we respond is going into the water, is our answer to God. But we're not doing it to get our sins forgiven. They're already forgiven. I'm just making a public declaration of that fact. I am so proud of you, Jeanette, because I know that this is taking courage for you to do it, and I am so really proud of you. Tell us what brings you to this kind of tough moment for you to do this, you told me. is a little hard for you. So let's tell everybody why. Why do you have the courage to do this today? I was born and raised Catholic, raised my two children Catholic, very proud of my children. Uh, I was divorced, always believed in God. The church didn't believe in me after divorce. So I was then finished with the church, although I was not finished with God. Mm. I prayed and prayed. After many years, I married again. I had a child. The child died shortly after birth. My husband left me, and I left God. I left God for over 30 years. Um, after my children were grown, and after many, many more mistakes and many, many disappointments, I moved to Florida. I was very unhappy there, but it was a blessing for me because I met a woman in Florida who brought me to the church. To that church, I found God again, and He found me. Oh, awesome! Uh, and ever since that time, I have been the most content I've ever been in my life. Although I was not happy in Florida, I prayed to God to show me the way, and He did show me the way. And I came back to Long Island. It took me one year to find this church. When I walked into this church. Where's your son? Raise your hand. Where is he? Welcome. Welcome, son. Special day, special moment. Tell us about it. 
My name is Michael. Can you hear me? My brother and I grew up in a very tumultuous, fairly violent, dysfunctional family. And I always knew there was a God, but I wasn't really sure about Jesus or anything. I just knew there was a God. And in 1977, a bona fide miracle occurred in our family. Uh, someone, a crazy person, soaked our house with gas and tried to burn it down while we were asleep. But it didn't occur. God woke me and we went out and caught the guy. That proved to me then and there that there was a God, but I still was on the fence about Jesus. And five years later, I was married. In the depths of sin, I was considering killing myself. And one night I was driving home on the expressway listening to the radio when I heard this show called Unshackled from Pacific Garden Missions. And they dramatize individuals' lives. And this story was my life. Exactly. And at the end of the show, the gentleman said, for those of you who have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, now is the appropriate time. And I did. And at that moment, and it was the before and after moment in my life, Jesus showed me why he saved our family, me, my brother, that night, five years earlier. It was to accept him as his savior. And I'm doing this to show my love for him. I've fallen back so many times, and I don't want to anymore. I've been on solid ground for the last 11 years, and I just want to stay there. And Lord, I thank you. And I want to do your will, not mine. Amen. Amen. Good morning. My name is John. We were given originally five minutes, and now we're down to two minutes because there's so many people. And I couldn't get mine below ten. So maybe I'll just kind of act out where I was driving down expressway. 70 miles an hour in the middle lane, no one on the left, no one on the right. Why you are my butt at two inches away at 70 miles an hour? Driving along expressway. I'm in the middle lane. The guy's in the left lane. He needs to get off at the exit, shoots three lanes across. What's going on, God? What's the matter with these people? They're all crazy. They're nuts. Spaghetti for dinner again? then, my brother and I, we lost an aunt recently in February, down in Florida. And I was really, I thought I was at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> you know, when you think you're at the bottom of the barrel, think again, you may not be at the bottom of the barrel. I was just, I was at awe. My aunt, like my brother said, had taken care of me for many summers while my parents were going through their thing. And I'm losing what really was my mom, my second mom. It was, I just couldn't understand it. And that's when I fell to my knees, weeping in sorrow, and said, God, I can't take this anymore. I put it up to you. And boy, does he answer fast. <laughs> Within a week, at that time, my brother knew what I needed. He knew what I needed. He stuck a Bible in my book before we went home. 
get home, open up the book, say, okay, I know where this came from. But I really didn't know where it came from. And I started to read it, and I'd read it. Talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit. I had a full set of hair six months ago. It's burned completely off. But I love it. It's such a feeling that I'm, I'm shaking right now. And I'm here for water baptism because I want to confess myself to my beliefs in the Lord. I've always had them as a child. But I drifted away from them. I let life's troubles and issues and people get between me and the Lord. Not their fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. That's my fault. So, where am I now? I'm on the LIE. I'm sitting in a parking lot. I'm traffic. Well, Lord, looks like I got about 45 minutes. You got anything you want to say to me? <laughs> I got the time right now. I became more peaceful. I, you know, people said that life is stressful. Don't sweat the small things. I didn't sweat any of the small things because nothing in my life was small. Everything was big, small or not. I'm here now because I am at peace with God. I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with where I am in my life. I'm no longer discovering why am I here? What am I, what's my purpose for? I know what my purpose is for. I'm here to be loved by God. You know, that's the peace that goes beyond understanding. And that's, that's the mood swing of what's going on today. It's almost like, if I may just for a second, it's like, remember the movie Bruce Almighty? When he's going, and I got the power. Remember when he's doing that? I got the power. This is the power of the Holy Spirit taking us off to a new place today. Let's go, Diane. I, too, had a longer speech written, but I'm realizing that God hears it all, so I don't have to say it all. But um, before I accepted Christ into my life, I really had no direction, nothing to believe in, not myself, not God, and I really felt lost. All my mistakes were piling up. I guess the crux of what I really need to say is my mom. Those of you who know me know my mom and I live together, and she's the light of my life. My mom, I have to read it. I can't say it. My mom encourages me to accept Christ. She encourages me to get up every Sunday and come to church. She claims not to believe in God, yet she struggles, and she struggles with accepting God's love for herself. I do believe in some way she has to know him because of the blessing she gives me to accept Christ as my personal savior. And only a loving God would guide my old mom to do that. I truly never spend time reading the Old Testament, and I felt disloyal until I understood God wasn't asking me to abandon my Jewish heritage, but to embrace it as part of who I am, and I have come to become a Christian. Blessed today. Chelsea, long time. Oh, it's good to see you. Tell us. Um, hi, my name is Chelsea. I haven't been in church or involved with church in years. I'm sure you know that. Finally, I met a man. He's my husband now. He brought me back to church. Even when he 
had nothing. And he lost his grandma. And he still kept his faith and showed me that I could do the same thing. My mom taught me about Jesus. And I just want to do the same thing for my child. So today I'm getting baptized to be closer to God. So I could feel that closeness and teach my child the same. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Come on up, Marie. The Jewish uh, ritual was a sacrifice of a lamb often, and that was God's sacrifice, the lamb. He's the lamb of God. That was sacrifice for us, but he's coming back not as a lamb this time. He's coming back as a king. And you know, the, 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 uh, Paul said to the church at Colossia, in Colossians, he said, you that have been baptized have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Isn't this a picture of these young men standing up here ready to get in the water? Wow. I may cry, but I'll try not to. Bill, I so enjoyed talking to you the other night. Tell everybody why you're here today, Bill. Uh, my name's Bill, and um, my journey to Christ happened very unexpectedly, to say the least. And the best way that I could describe my relationship with Christ is, is like this. Uh, when, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with dinosaurs in space. I was just absolutely blown away. And I learned that, I learned that 1.3, 1,300,000 Earths could fit inside our sun. And on a scale from all the stars, our sun is one of the smaller ones. I then learned that there is 100 billion stars in one galaxy. And in the observable universe, there is over 100 billion galaxies. To, to even wrap my mind around the size of the universe, it made me feel very small, like, like a grain of sand on a beach, it's smaller than that. So how much smaller would I feel facing the man who, who created all of that? How could I believe that going to church just one day a week for two hours is going to give me some type of one-up on God, like he owes me something for attending church? There's a lot of people here that are married or in relationships. Can you imagine if your significant other told you that they would be faithful to you for two hours out of one day every single week? You guys would get, you, we would break up, even most of the time. If they said that, I will be faithful to you most of the time, you guys would be fighting, you would break up. So, so with that, I wanted to chase God. And this church helped me learn that he was already chasing me. That the God Woo! of that universe. Woo! 
the God of that vast universe that we cannot even wrap our mind around, was born as a baby. He had to answer to human parents. He had to work at labor as a doing carpentry. He was a poor man. He didn't rule with an iron fist. He didn't overtake the kingdom. He was humble enough to be murdered and tortured by his own creation. And the part that blew my mind the most is that he saw it coming. From the second that he created the universe, he saw this all coming, and he loved us all enough to, keep, to still go through with it. So that's why I, I am going to be baptized and start my new life with Christ, and I'm, I'm so excited. I think we have a preacher over there, Pastor James. Jake. Um, I want to know why you're going in those waters today. All right, so my name's Jacob. Um, and a verse that really spoke to me that really got me thinking more about Christ, because I was always a Christian, but I never really wrapped my mind around it, like what it meant to be a Christian. Um, Proverbs 1-7, you know, the, I don't remember. It's uh, the wisdom begins with the fear of God, but only fools despise his instruction guidance and I started thinking about that and that really applied to my own life like I was always frustrated accepting guidance from others my parents from just anybody and I started becoming frustrated with myself and revelation of what it means to accept Christ and it helped me understand people, helped me understand what it meant to be a Christian and I really want to get baptized because I want to um, I want to accept Christ I want to, I want to grow in my faith I want to grow in my relationship with people with just everybody and that's really it awesome, awesome you know, so they're telling us that young people don't want anything to do with religion anymore. Well, that's good. Because we're not religious. It's not about a church, saints. And these people aren't being baptized into city on a hill. They're being baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to say, yeah, maybe the numbers are going down in the churches, quote, unquote, churches. But God's raising up a new kind of believer in this day. And I think you're looking at some of them right up here. Amen, amen. My name is Anthony. I'm 23 years old. I've been walking with the Lord for about a year now. Uh, I'm getting baptized because I'm tired of running away from him pursuing me. Um, basically, before I was a Christian, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was sinning every day, at every moment of the day, and I had nothing uh, to do with God at all. I didn't want to know him. I felt alone, and I liked it at the time. But he was pursuing me nonetheless, and he somehow ended me up at these doors, and I fell in love with the church. I fell in love with the community that you guys have here, and I fell in love with God. And since then, God has worked miracles in my life, day in and day out. I have beat addiction. I have beat alcoholism. I have changed my life completely, and it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Awesome. And you're going into the waters today because? 
I'm going into the waters today because I want to pronounce that I am his forever and his name is glorified. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Rob. Rob. Tell us why you're going into the waters today. All right. So I was um, born and raised in a Christian family. I always attended church, but God never really became real to me until a few years ago. Um, I just always remember feeling alone. school, back, it was always like back and forth with God, and uh, I'm getting baptized today because I want to show God that I had him. Absolutely. Woo! Thank you, Rob. We're a mama and papa Caldwell. I know they're here today. So there they are, taking your picture over there. What an amazing family. Joshua, where are you? You're the big brother. There he is back there, the Josh. Well, you know, it just goes to show you, mom and dad Caldwell, right, that you can raise your kids in a Christian home, and you can give them direction and a path, but they have to decide one day that they also are making Jesus their Lord and Savior. And Jared, I think that's why you're here today, I think. Yes, ma'am. I am here today from just such a, a journey. Mm -hmm. um, my older brother, family, being drawn to a few good men on Tuesdays. Awesome. 20s group. Woo! 20s group. I'd say last Yeah, none of us can. None of us can. How Before our brothers and sisters start that song, I just want to talk to parents just briefly and say, get your kids in the community. Get your kids in. It, it may look like nothing's happening, but God, they, God can get to them as he did to that young man one day. Jesus is still pulling disciples out just like he did by the, by the Sea of Galilee. Wow. You ready? Take your time. Let it happen. My name is Devin, and I want to be baptized today so I can be closer to God and so he can wash away my sins. 
I hope after today, my relationship with God will be better. Amen. That's powerful. Listen, I'll let you in on a secret. Your grades are going to go up. Hi, Michelle. I have this. I can't use this. I can just... Um, I've been a devout Catholic all my life, so I thought about a sidebar of um, Christianity, and I thought I had it all covered. Um, I don't. I did plays and upper room and revivals and Eucharistic ministry. I, I did everything until I figured I was sick. Not really. Um, God's timing is impeccable. That's all I have to say. Um, if we have the patience to wait for that, it's amazing what he can do. Um, I was getting divorced last year and um, found myself a sober prayer. Uh, got greeted by wonderful Karen Nolan and um, walking in this room changed my life. I'm home. Um, I, I can now say that I owe Jesus everything. I thought it before, but he's number one. And if we put him first, everything else will follow. We were running a great Christian home, and he gave me the love of my life. And um, we'll be forever grateful. So I can't wait to die today to come up to. Okay, Lenny. Well, I'm glad that I'm in the kid group. Gives me a little more time to speak. Bad thing to give an Italian a mic. You know. <laughs> However, um, I want to recognize two great men in my life: Jesus Christ and another man, a great man. Um, Twelve years old, a neighbor asked me to be saved, and I was. It was amazing because the following year, I was in the car with my father, who had diabetes and uh, with my twin, and we almost got into an accident. We actually went to, uh, down the road to a fork and almost ran right into a pole. The only thing that saved us was the wire, and the car was actually suspended on that wire, saving all three of our lives. Jesus Christ was there. I knew it right from that moment. Um, next year later, my father had passed. And, and I was uh, 14, going to high school, you know, and uh, heartbroken and missing that father figure in my life. Um, I joined the wrestling team, and uh, the wrestling coach went ahead and took over that role. He showed me confidence, courage, and the strength, and perseverance to go on with life. And so I did. I had that courage to join the Army. I joined the Army and uh, had a wonderful son who's here today, and, um, and Frank. Frank. Yeah. And I had, uh, I had went to Iraq, and thank God, once again, saved me, spared my life. And when I got back out, I became an alcoholic and was in a big mess until the one day that uh, I found the love of my life. Who I'm going to marry next Sunday. Yeah. Amen. We, uh, we had emerging family, and my uh, wife-to-be 
uh, took me to a church, brought me to church, and um, it was this church, and I had uh, stepped in, and I recognized someone that I haven't seen in 35 years. And it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. It took me three times coming here to finally went up to that person and say, wow, are you Dan Nolan, my coach? So I just want to say I, I'm blessed with the Merger family and a beautiful wife. And I just want to say, as Christians, you, there's two directions we go, either backwards or forwards. And today, I'm choosing, choosing forwards. Amen. Woo. Hey, Danny, you didn't know you were touching lives in a different way, huh? Isn't that something? Amen. Go to the mat. Hello, I'm Stephen. Today I'm here for, for God to take away my sin. Today I want to make a better life. Very familiar face. Hi, Hannah. All right. Hi, my name is Hannah, and I want to be baptized today to get to know God better and to show people how much I love Him. I see that every day with you. Let me kiss. All right. Praise God. You didn't realize that that's one of our granddaughters. We're so proud of all those grandchildren of ours. We're going to ask for the next group to come on up. Yep, this is our, our last group. We're not doing this on. Sorry, I should have told you. Yep, so we need Paul and Jen and Julia and Amy and Christy. And now we have added somebody who told us they want to be added today. So we're adding her to the list as well. And that's Nicole. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. All right, everybody up. You messed you up without the call, huh? Well, Amy makes me feel old when I realize that we were Amy's youth pastors back in the day. And you're only 26 or 27 now, right? <laughs> Amy, why are you here today? Um, I just want to say first that last night, um, the enemy tried everything he could to come against me and my peace for today. And, and I battled so hard for goodness, not me. And it was so horrible. Oh, and then when I woke up again this morning, the word started going again. And I was just like, don't talk to me. And I got out that door, and I couldn't wait to get here. Yeah. <laughs> I am exhausted. 
That's brave. What made you, what motivated you to receive Christ? My parents. I received Christ through the prayer when I was 11. I believe I was 11. Three, a brief description of life after your conversion. I was happy. It was like night and day. Um, my early years and teens were fairly happy. I turned my back on God as a teenager. I struggled with alcohol and drugs all of my life. I've been spiritually dead for decades. And now I am back. And I am looking forward 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 to the new me. Amen. Sounds like you've got a few people in your corner, Amy. Sounds like a few cheerleaders. Well, Paul and Jen, we have a husband and wife here and uh, part of the fam around here. So, Paul, we're excited for you today. Awesome. Tell us why you going into those waters. Today. Likewise, likewise. Um, I'm here today, you know, to reproclaim or proclaim my love for Christ and to thank him for everything he's done up until this point in my life. Um, I want to thank him for the gift of worship, for uniting me with a worship team that I get to worship with on Sundays. My brothers and sisters, I love them. Um, I want to thank him for reuniting me with the, the love of playing the drums. I never saw that coming. Um, hit me like a, kind of like a lightning bolt, brought me back to it. And you're good. Thank you. Um, so today I stand here to be baptized. I declare my spot on his team yeah. forever. Yeah. And that I stand in line with my king forever. Yeah. Woo! Amen, Paul. Awesome. Good job. Stay up here with her. Well, Jen, all right. Tell us why you're here today. We love it when people cry, so we have tissues right here. My family can't even bet against that. I bet. So I grew up in this church. Um, I was baptized 33 years ago. And I just am here because I did the same thing. I was church, you know, all through my youth and my parents divorced and I stepped away. I met my husband and uh, we had two beautiful children. And we tried to do it without God. And uh, when they were young, I just took a stand because I didn't choose him, he chose me. And um, we tried it without him and we can't do it without him. And uh, so prayed for my husband to come back to church. I came back here back home and um, we moved out here for this church for our pastors the guidance and the love and the prayers that they have 
supported us with, even when we didn't ask for it. We wouldn't be here without them and their love and their prayers and their guidance. And so I'm just here today to, as an, you know, a real adult through more than I've been through at 12, I want to just confess I love him and I'm just blessed that he chose me to be on his team. That's right. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I get very excited because we remember you and you and your mom's womb. Yeah, yeah, we do. So, Julia, it's exciting to see you come and take a big step today. You're as beautiful as I said she would be when she was a baby, if you remember. <laughs> Julia, tell everybody why you're here today, honey. You made your decision this morning, didn't you? Well, actually, I made it Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. I was getting on the couch with my mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I was getting on the couch with my mom, and we were talking about it. Because I was thinking about being baptized for a couple of years, but I just never did it. How old were you, Julia? Fourteen. And I'm starting high school. Well, we know that's what he wants, and we congratulate you on your decision, Julia. We're very happy about it. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, Christine. Wow. Wow, where's that daughter of yours? Where is she? How long have you been a part of the church now? A year. A year. Seems like forever to us. You just, you're just part of the family. What brings you here today? testimony that is. Wow, I can feel again. I think a lot of us know what that feels like. And if you enjoy those delicious cakes at the end of our service, this is the lady who makes amazing cakes. And if you want one for your party, let her know. Thank you so much. This is the gal that they told me back there, you better let her get up to the mic. 
because she's decided this morning, listening to testimonies, that she wants to go into the water for baptism. So I was afraid not to let her. There's her mom back there taking her picture, <laughs> a very happy mom. So tell us what God said to you this morning. What brought you up here? Well, I've always been a believer in God. I didn't always feel it in my life. My dad was taken from me at six years old. My brother committed suicide not too long ago. I battled with anxiety. And it wasn't until I went through a really bad breakup that I started to come home. I started to find God. I started to feel God. About a month ago, I made a commitment to make sure I was here every single Sunday. Not only for myself, not for my mom, but for God. I wanted to know him better. I woke up this morning a little upset with myself that I didn't speak up sooner. But I came here. I've listened to everyone's testimonies. I've listened to everything today. And I'm sitting in my seat. Would you like to know what it means? And it says, today is the day. Today is the day that you get baptized. He told me. She felt it. I came in here feeling it, but I didn't tell a single soul that that's what I wanted for myself. And because he knew it, today is the day. Wow. How awesome. Let's give her a hand. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say, well, you know, that's for those people because, you know, they had come from all these problems and, you know, that's why they need God as some sort of crutch. But there is a thread here today. Did you notice? Sometimes it does take crisis. Crisis for us to hit a wall when we realize that going our way and doing our will and doing life the way we think we want to, we find out we get the biggest gift, we hit the wall, and we find that it doesn't work without him. I think a lot of us in here have hit that wall. And so just look for that thread, how many of us have found life, our dreams were shattered, we found that the things we were putting on our hope in. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill's podcast. For more resources, visit us at chccny.com.